Hello and welcome to Crow Forest the Podcast. So we will pick back up today with January 17 of 2023. Today, I finally finished setting up the larger scale model for the candle lighting scene. I've been working on this one for a while, or at least thinking about working on it for a while. Mostly, I've just been procrastinating. My thought process had pretty much been, I should do that, followed by, but that sounds hard though. I guess having my editing software crap out on me was just the kick I needed to actually get this done. Not that that makes me any happier with Apple, mind. So once I had the basic structure built, I put a small table in the hallway to serve as the altar table, and I put the tiny candles that I had made before on top of it. I did mention making those, right? I'm pretty sure I did, but I'm also too lazy to go back and check. And, uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't mention that, because, uh, I don't remember reading about that. Um, but I'm probably too lazy to go back and change it in the book, so I guess I'll leave it like this. Then I built a couch out of Legos on the opposite wall, and sat the larger-scale wax figure down on it. After reforming it, following a certain incident involving a cat sitting on it. Yeah, that happens. Then I put the tiny couch cushions on the couch next to the wax figure, and I put the tiny book that I had made for the office match cut into the wax figure's hands. I got a couple of test shots of this setup, and they looked pretty good, but I'll probably get another shot later on once I can add in a few more details. I had made a tiny book with cardboard covers held together with Mod Podge, but unfortunately I can't find it. That's the problem when you're working with such tiny props. Oh well, I guess I'll just make another one. As I recall, the one that I had made before was a bit on the big side even for the larger scale model, so I guess I'll just take that as a sign that I need to try again and make a smaller one. At risk of sounding like the fox from the parable of the fox and the grapes, it probably wouldn't have worked out anyway. By the way, the fox and the grapes was Aesop, not Jesus, the other parable guy. Alright, and January 19 of 2023. Today, I made the replacement for the tiny book, and I have to say, it turned out a lot better than my last attempt. I took a sheet of pink paper and folded it down until it was pretty small. Then I took a razor blade and sliced off all of the sides to give individual tiny sheets of paper. These will serve as the pages for the book, and the color will make it a much better match than my last attempt, since the book I'm replicating has pink edges on the paper. After that, I took a piece of red cardboard, actually the cardboard sleeve from an old flash drive that I had in a drawer for some reason, and I cut out two tiny rectangles to serve as the front and back covers. And yes, you're probably wondering why I had an empty cardboard sleeve from an old flash drive in one of the drawers of my desk. And fair enough, I'm kind of wondering that too. But hey, it turned out useful this one time, so I'm definitely not a hoarder. That's just science. Anyway, once I had my covers, 
I put one on either side of the pages and carefully tapped the soon-to-be spine of the tiny book on the counter to get all the pages lined up. Then I took my stapler and put a single staple at the edge of the book to hold it together. And finally, since the pages were only aligned on the spine, and the other three dimensions weren't aligned at all, I took a heavy-duty razor blade and sliced through all the layers of pages sticking out on the three other sides, making it smooth all the way around. Then, just to make it extra fancy, I took some colored crochet threads and used them to make bookmark ribbons matching the big book. Then, once I had done that, I took the tiny book and placed it on the table, and proceeded to get a couple of shots, both of panning over to the wax figure on the couch, and of just zooming in on the table itself. I might still go back and try to add a table runner to match the real table, but that's a problem for another day. For now, this shot looks pretty good. So now I guess it's time to get back to editing. Maybe I can do that tomorrow. Alright, and back to post-production with January 20 of 2023. You may recall from last week that I got stuck on one of the questions in my tax questionnaire and that I emailed to ask for advice. Well, I never heard back from them, and then I completely forgot. But I remembered today, so I'll try to get that done now. I went back to the email that I replied to, and it said something about how if you have any questions, follow this link to your legal Zoom page and go to the Tax Service tab. So I did that, and on the Tax Service tab, there was an email option. So apparently you're not supposed to reply to the email that they send you. You're supposed to follow the link from the email to the website and use the website's template to send an email directed through your email, and then they'll reply directly to your email so that you don't have to check the website. Sure, that makes sense. So anyway, I did that, so now I just need to wait and see what happens. In the meantime, I guess I might as well get back to editing. So I opened Final Cut Pro, and it actually opened. So far, so good. I opened the new project that I had made before with the single video file of In the Attic Rough Cut 21 making up the base. So at least this way I have a pretty good foundation to build up from instead of having to completely re-edit everything. But even so, there are some definite disadvantages to having lost the metadata. For example, since I had put temp music into the candle lighting scene, that meant that it wasn't really editable anymore, since splitting the clip and inserting another clip in the middle would mess up the music. But, of course, I could get around that by simply muting the video and adding music back in on another layer. But that would also mean losing any ambient sounds from the original video track, including any dialogue that there might have been. So that wasn't a great option. Instead, what I ended up doing was to go back through my previous rough cuts until I found the most recent one that didn't have music, and then I used that as the base for that one scene while leaving Rough Cut 21 as the base for the rest of it. 
The video wasn't quite as well edited as the later version, but it will be a lot easier to work with without losing the ambient sounds. So then I was finally able to insert the new video of the larger scale model Panacross that I got yesterday. Well, that was a lot of trouble to go through for such a simple task. I got a few more simple edits done, splitting the base video and inserting new clips wherever they were needed. Fortunately, the rest of the movie doesn't have too many more instances of temp music messing up the audio, mostly because I know better than to have temp music because of this very issue. I should have been more careful in this one scene, but oh well. Also, I've been working on this all day, and I'm just now realizing that LegalZoom never emailed me back. Great, now what am I supposed to do? Okay, this next section is pretty short, so we will finish up today with January 22 of 2023. Today, I decided that I really needed to make a TikTok version of my trailer, since that's where a lot of people are hanging out these days. So I opened up Final Cut Pro and imported a copy of my trailer into a vertical orientation project, and cropped it in enough to where it fit in the new dimensions. The tricky part was that I had to crop each clip separately, moving the image left or right as needed in order to get the subject of the shot into frame, since, of course, my movie was not filmed for TikTok. So, naturally, I find TikTok to be incredibly annoying to use. Kids these days and their damn sideways videos? Uh, no offense, kids. The other thing about TikTok is that everything has to be short. My preview is three minutes long, which technically would be allowed as it's the upper limit of allowability, but shorter videos are much more likely to get views. So if I wanted my trailer to have a chance, I needed to cut it down by about half. Because kids these days have no attention span. Again, no offense kids. This worked out fairly well because around half of the shots just didn't look good in the new orientation no matter how I cropped them, so I simply cut out those shots and exported the resulting video file. But upon playing back the video, I realized that I had made a mistake. Visually it looked fine, but the audio was a hot mess, making the video as a whole completely... You know, I think I actually skipped a section. Uh, so I guess we're doing more sections, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to remember to circle back and grab January 21, because this is not the short section that I thought it was. <laughs> oh, dear. Visually, it looked fine, but the audio was a hot mess, making the video as a whole completely unwatchable. I had imported the finished video file into the project to serve as the base, meaning that the music track was already attached to it. Therefore, when I cut out sections, there were awkward skips in the music. Now, I could have muted everything and imported another copy of the music into the project, but there were two problems with that option. First, I would lose the ambient sound and dialogue, but second, and more importantly, the music was written specifically for this trailer, with music cues matching the visuals. So I wanted the right bit of music to be under the correct visual, which is why I tried cutting it this way in the first place. After all, the music was all in the right place. 
It was just all those pesky, horrible-sounding transitions. In the end, what I did was to open up the original project for my trailer, which still somehow had the metadata intact. Only one project's metadata was affected, but every single copy of that project metadata was affected. I don't understand how this happened. So I copied the metadata into a new vertical orientation project and started the process of cropping the video clips over again. Though this time, with the separate video clips, at least I didn't have to slice apart a video file as I had done before. I got the video back to where I wanted it, at least visually, and then I had to address the music situation. I decided that, since I cut the video down by about half, I should try speeding up the music track to about double speed. I did this because it's by far the easiest solution, and I'm incredibly lazy. The video turned out okay, but not quite right. I kind of liked the sped up music, but it was a little too fast. So I split the music track in two, lining up the start of the music with the start of the video, and lining up the end of the music with the end of the video. Then I put a transition in the middle with a crossfade from one track to the other. Is it still called a crossfade in music? Now I'm not sure. This video ended up working much better than the first, but it still wasn't quite right. So I ended up splicing in a section of music from the middle of the track into the middle of the video and created a second transition. Then I was able to adjust the speed of each of the three music tracks, making them all play at around 150 instead of 200 speed. This video finally was good enough in that it sounded fairly reasonable, and I don't think it's going to get any better. And so, I was finally able to upload it to TikTok. Okay, so that was a longer section than I thought. Um, this is actually the section after the short one that I intended to end on, so now we will go back and pick up January 21 of 2023 the one that I uh, intended to stop on, but uh, I apparently am very bad at things. Uh, so, January 21, 2023. Today, I took the video of the playing cards flying at the green screen and edited it in... Okay, any and all instances of edited it need to go because that is impossible to say. Today, I took the video of the playing cards flying at the green screen and edited and edited it and edited it and I edited it. This is going to be the rest of the video right here. I can't get past this line. And edited it and edited it into the wind tunnel scene. Since I had already edited a previous version of the video that hadn't turned out quite as well into the movie, that meant that the relevant clip of the movie already had flying cards on it. Hmm, I'd actually forgotten about that. That sucks. Since I had already edited a previous version of the video that hadn't turned out as well into the movie, that meant that the relevant clip of the movie already had flying cards on it. 
So I had to go back into the files and find the base video of Maureen walking into the wind tunnel and replace the clip in the movie with a clean copy. And then I was able to add in the new green screen footage. Again, this should not have been this difficult. Apple is a nightmare company. After that, I finally got around to editing that experimental green screen light bulb unscrewing video that I got up in the attic. I can now say definitively that it did not work. But the video does look cool, so you can look forward to seeing it at some point, once I get around to making a documentary. So I guess I'm back to doing stop motion. Yay. Uh, okay, so we already read, uh, January 22, so we will pick back up next time with another production section, uh, on January 23 of 2023. Hope to see you then.